Welcome to Live, Love, Engage, the podcast where we share practical advice from a spiritual perspective on how to create a life and business with more impact, influence, and income. I am your host, Gloria Grace Rand, the insightful copywriter and founder of The Love Method. My mission is to help you stop doubting yourself so you can live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. Namaste and welcome to Live, Love, Engage. I am Gloria Grace Rand and today I am delighted to have a guest on the show, um, someone who is really a mover and shaker in the world, which is kind of cool. His name is Charlie Hartwell and he is the managing partner of Bridge Builders Collaborative, which is a group of highly successful investors who've been investing in startup companies in the space of mental wellness, consciousness, and spirituality. Um, In fact, companies like Pure Therapeutics, Insight Timer, which I have on my phone and I use every morning for my meditation, um, Headspace, Happify, and others. So um, he's been involved in all sorts of different activities as well, helping start a nonprofit in uh, Kenya in 1986 that's now served healthcare to several million patients. And he even founded the first for-profit expedition in U.S. history to promote the Bancroft Arneson Expedition, which was a his- historical 70,000-mile crossing of Antarctica by two women who became the first to cross the continent continent on foot. I can speak clearly. So um, I'm really excited to have uh, have you on the show today. And I think we'll get started right with talking a little bit more about this Bridge Builders Collaborative you were involved in and, and really explain maybe a little bit more in detail about that. And what is that change you're trying to bring about in the world through that organization? Yeah, so the Bridge Builders Collaborative, well, first, Gloria, it's great to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, The Bridge Builders Collaborative is a group of investors investing in startup companies in the space of how we kind of define mental wellness, consciousness, and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what what we're trying to do is to help provide a way for, you know, for invitations through startup company investing. Um, to support entrepreneurs uh, who have concepts, ideas, companies um, that are helping people to go deeper, uh, deeper into the things that create, you know, mental health problems, deeper into understanding what, you know, what their purpose is, deeper into connecting with other people deeper into connection actually with themselves mm. uh, and, you know, something greater than themselves as well. Um, so we have been investing uh, for the last nine years uh, and, you know, have invested in some of the preeminent startup companies in the space uh, of sort of mindfulness and contemplative practice. Now we've kind of shifted our focus to really wanting to go find deeper ways uh, for people to, you know, to connect, um, to provide opportunities for sort of waking up to, um, you know, to more authentic living and, and, and greater mental health and wellness. Mm. Well, I, I definitely like that mission because I think it is so important and um, kind of torn between two questions here. It's like, which, which way to go? I mean, I think 
well, maybe we'll just start with the first. Actually, they kind of go together. I've, I've been feeling that this whole pandemic that we've been involved in is sort of a, a wake-up call So, um, to really all of humanity, frankly. So is I guess what I wanted to find out is why is it so important for us to do this? And do you think, and how has maybe this COVID-19 issue maybe um, heightened your, <laughs> heightened your uh, mission to, uh, to help our planet really, I mean, to help us all. Yeah. So two questions, I'll try to, I'll try to address both. And they are, they are very, they're, they're very linked. Yeah. Uh, I can only speak to my own experience of waking up. Uh, and and to many people that I've talked to about you know their experience, um, in in almost every case, it um, it you know the suffering got to a level where it was no longer tolerable, and people then had a choice. Uh, and I'm not saying that's in every case, but in in my own experience, about 95% of the people that I talk to, mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm I'll, I'll admit to being stubborn. For me, it took you know a tremendous amount of suffering in three forms of death mm-hmm. um, for me to really wake up to my authentic self. Mm-hmm. From a so if you take a look at that from a collective standpoint. Uh, and you said this earlier, you know, this really is a wake up call and, and I'll put COVID and Black Lives Matter and all of the injustice um, that is now before us, the, the way we've treated minorities, women, um, indigenous peoples. I mean, this is all, there's so much collective suffering. Mm-hmm. So one way of, you know, one way of looking at this is it really is the wake up call that you're talking about for society to shift, um, become more conscious of how we tra- treat other people, more respectful of others, et cetera. And then to your second question, you know, we've made 15 investments in this space and every company uh, in our portfolio um, has seen opportunities because of this, because uh, whether it's individual consumers or companies or insurers or, um, uh, you know, just, you know, different distribution systems are, uh, are looking for solutions to help with mental health, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to sort of go deeper, to provide invitations for people to maybe become more mindful, et cetera. So, you know, so unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, as investors, uh, this is actually a really good time for us. And, uh, and, and also because of this time, I would say there are more people thinking of new companies to start mm. around this space. So, mm. you know, so there's, there's more room for innovation uh, because of all this. Yeah. I, and I do think that's true because it is interesting. I, and just looking back in history, I was actually with my daughter recently, we were watching a, a show, I guess it had been on the History Channel, but it was about um, food companies that got started, most of them around during the Great Depression. Um, you know, like companies like Hershey and Mars and uh, Kellogg's and, and things like that. And I think it is when there is some sort of a crisis or something happens, um, there are some people who who will use that to rise to the occasion, I think, and, and become, they get inspired, I guess, and, and can come up with some great ideas. So, um, I, I am optimistic that, that this will be the case um, this time around <laughs> as well. Uh, what actually, though, prompted you to really kind of get into this space? What's, what's your 
story? I mean, because you mentioned that you started awakening to your authentic self. So what, and, and you've had some experiences as well. So what prompted you to get involved? Uh, well, the answer to, to many questions that you might ask me is it's, it, my wife got me into the space. Oh. <laughs> um, I describe my wife as the wisdom of, you know, of my fa- of our family. Mm. Um, and she had been a practitioner and involved in the space really for 40 years mm. uh, in various roles. And she became involved in something called the Mind and Life Institute, mm. which was started by a Chilean neuroscientist, uh, a Stanford MBA, and the Dalai Lama 40 years ago, because the Dalai Lama sort of said, if we're going to prove the benefits of contemplative practice mm-hmm. uh, and prove what the Eastern heart knows, then we're going to have to prove to the Western brain that those, <laughs> those things work. And he also, he also said, if science doesn't prove it, then, then we're going to have to change the practices. But um, so my wife is involved in this organization that was really, um, that was really uh, igniting uh, a lot of interest and promoting the science around contemplative practice. And my, my, the three original bridge builder partners um, were also involved in that organization. Mm -hmm. And they asked themselves whether or not the science of contemplative practice had gotten to a point where there would be anything to invest in to, to take that science and bring it to scale and application Mm -hmm. through um, you know, through companies mm-hmm. and they needed somebody to answer that question for them. If there was anything to invest in And 90 years ago, they found me, mm-hmm. uh, they sort of said, Hey, you know, get, you know, here's a question we have. Can you go find if there's anything to invest in? They gave me three months to do that. And, you know, nine years later we're, you know, we now are at you know, nine partners and, and, uh, you know, made 15 investments and I've, I've probably looked at a thousand companies uh, in, you know, in this space over that time. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I'm happy that your wife got you into that. So that's awesome. (laughs) She sounds like she's a very enlightened person. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, Well, one thing I, I, in, in doing my research before the, before the interview and wanted to learn more about you and learn more about uh, Bridge Builders Collaborative, I also came across something interesting in the fact that you have music videos on YouTube. So, which I found surprising. It's like, okay, here I, you know, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile and you're this, you know, very, you know, investment person. And it's like, and then you're, you're singing songs about religion. I was like, wow, that's you're, this is definitely um, a really interesting person I wanted to get to know a little bit more. So what prompted you to um, do, get into recording music and uh, in addition to everything else that you're involved in? <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that question. So in my own experience uh, of, you know, sort of waking up, um, what I found is that, uh, I had, there was a voice inside of me that wanted to come out. Uh, I'd been a harmonica player for many years, uh, you know, played some guitar, but um, all of a sudden in my own process, like just, you know, songs um, kept, started coming. Uh, it wasn't, uh, they just, you know, they just sort of flowed through me. Uh, and then I found the singing voice that I never knew that I had. Uh, and, so I produced, you know, my, my first album called Crossing Over. And then I went on a, spil- a spiritual pilgrimage to Peru that actually my wife, before we were married, but she, mm-hmm. she led and a whole album, just like 
popped out of nowhere. Uh, the songs just kept coming. So I recorded a second album called Pilgrimage. Uh, I'm somewhere in the it's somewhere during the midst of my third album, which is really all around the sacred feminine. Mm. Uh, I found Bridge Builders, and all of a sudden, that became my music in the world. And the songs started stopped coming, and I stopped <laughs> recording. But I was expressing myself, you know, in a different way, th actually yeah. through business. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, so you know, music to me that that music was just the form of creativity which is inside all of us mm -hmm. that expressed itself you know when i when i gave myself permission to um to realize and to realize that i had these gifts and then to put them you know out into the world mm, that's awesome um do you I, I will i will say and well now how, how do i want to put this um only because i i in some of the circles that I travel in and, and of course I have, um, there is sort of this idea of that men don't necessarily um, all the time embrace their um, creativity, let alone their spirituality. So have you found in doing any of this type of work, have you ever gotten any kind of pushback from people or, or they're just kind of like, you know, looking at you strangely, like, why are you <laughs> involved in this at all? Um, or, or are people becoming more and, and becoming more open-minded about spirituality? Because maybe people are just realizing we need a different way to operate in our world. Oh, that's a really interesting question. So when I, so when I woke, you know, so just in my own, uh, you know, experience of, of waking up, being my authentic self, uh, it actually, you know, on some level, just changing, you know, changing my stories, no longer tolerating behavior that I had in the past. Mm. Um, what I found is that the communities that I had been involved with, and I'd sort of been collecting people since I was, you know, very young. Mm. And I grew up, you know, in a community outside of Minneapolis, uh, in a, you know, in a prominent family. Uh, and I found in, in doing that, um, that community, and my family system uh, were, uh, uh, how do I say it? Um, they didn't like it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and so many friendships that I had just kind of went away. Mm -hmm. uh, I was kind of surprised, I guess, in some respect that in, you know, in doing this, more people didn't, you know, didn't sort of say, Oh my God, he looks happier. He looks younger. I, what's <laughs> happened. Cause people would say that to me, like you look, you know, you look 10 years younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And at the same time, you know, people didn't want to go to that place, you know, in that community and my family system didn't want to explore it. And they treated me, you know, really poorly and they treated my wife really poorly. Um, and at the same time, what opened up then was from local community to global community of people who uh, are really trying to, you know, have done that work, um, are, you know, are on their journey, are willing to be more vulnerable about it, et cetera. And so I feel it, it was really challenging for me to be treated in that way. Mm -hmm. And then I realized it's this gift that opened up. Um, of this new global community that I'm involved with. Mm, well, that's awesome. And I, I was, I was sort of curious about that and had, had a sneaking suspicion that could be the case. And I do think that perhaps now because 
we are sort of seeing the shift that maybe um, maybe some of those people will come around eventually. But it is good that you decided not to let that stop you because I think sometimes that will, you know, some people might start backing off from that and going, oh, well, no, maybe I better, maybe it's not safe to really be my authentic self and I better conform. But if I'm so glad that you were able to step out and and it opened you up to meeting all sorts of different people. So that's great. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is, because you, you talked about um, opening it up to like a global, um, why is it important maybe to be able to um, start a global movement? And, and it's interesting because I actually just recently I was invited to participate in, the, in a peace movement. Um, they're looking for peace ambassadors. And so I, signed up i'm like well, yeah absolutely I, be I believe in that but um, mm. what's what's your, what are your thoughts about uh, the importance of maybe creating and supporting global global movements the short answer is if we don't we won't have a planet to live on mm. yeah that makes sense uh, absolutely. <laughs> I can I can go deeper in that, but yeah. but and you know and I, and I and this brings me to, you know to this other to this other piece. So you know I'm in a white male body, um, and 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 there's a when I talk about you know for males to open up and to embrace their feminine side, mm -hmm. this is where there's a you know a tremendous amount of resistance. Yeah. Um, for me, that's such a key component of who I am and how I lead. Uh, and, and actually why, you know, why I'm successful at what I do is because I embrace that. Mm -hmm. And if I take that to a much broader perspective, you know, so many of the things that, um, that are creating such suffering in the world today are based on, you know, a white male patriarchal system that has dominated, suppressed women, minorities, whatever for millennium. Mm -hmm. And if we don't wake up to that, and if we don't look at that and if we don't change that, then truly, you know, what, what actually happens is our ability to create technologies to destroy the planet is ahead of our ability to change our consciousness. Mm. Um, and if technology is, you know, if we can create this destructive technology, but don't have the consciousness to know what to do with it, right. then we really face a very global crisis, which is, you know, not only for our species, but for so many other living beings on the planet. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I like that answer because that does make perfect sense that we really do. This is the only world we've got. You know, there's lots of, lots of science fiction shows that talk about, mm. oh, you know, we can, we can build a spaceship and go to another planet. But I don't see that happening in my lifetime. Um, I've got this lovely bug that keeps flying in my <laughs> face. It's driving me crazy. Um, so we really do need to take care of what's you know, the planet that we've got. And yeah, there's been so many you know, species that have been facing extinction and, and just the whole global warming, whether you believe it or not, I know. Um, but whatever, it's, there's still evidence of a shift and it's good to be able to uh, do, start doing something about it. And I think, I think sometimes though, also, Sometimes people think that, well, it's just me. And like, I've heard people talk about like recycling, for instance, oh, recycling doesn't make a difference because, you know, if my neighbor doesn't do it and I'm doing it, you know, but I, I think that we've got to start somewhere. And even if it doesn't have 
an effect right now, the fact that I do it and then maybe else, somebody else starts to do it eventually, there will be this tipping effect and that change will happen. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on something like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it. So I live in this, you know, sort of rural community, uh, uh, you know, 35 miles from uh, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And out here, like, you know, I have to take my thing. I have to actually drive seven miles uh, with my car full of stuff to recycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're trying to bring recycling, you know, to our community. And, and, the, and also we're trying to bring um, our next door neighbors, uh, got us into, you know, to composting. So we're, you know, there's only two people who are composting right now. And we found a service that will actually drive and, you know, and, and compost. And from our perspective, if we can be the first uh, and then invite others to do it and actually tell them why it's worth paying for right. uh, that to happen, then we can create a change. But if nobody starts, nobody invites, um, then that doesn't happen. But I've lived in communities and I don't, I don't know about your community where, you know, like in, we, we spent a couple, like three winters in San Francisco mm-hmm. and everyone, you know, every, like there's no, not, almost nothing in the garbage cans. Everything is in the recycling yeah. and everything is in the organics. And there are, three, you know, three, it's just everyone is used to now having three different, you know, sort of um, things that they put out, out on the street every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's also why I know some people are like, oh, we want to get back to normal. Uh, but there is no normal anyway. And I don't want to get back to normal mm-hmm. because, frankly, normal wasn't working. And that's what got us in the place we're in today. Um, that's, that's my belief. And I think a lot of other people sort of are feeling that way, too. So I hope instead that we can do something about, you know, finally addressing, um, you know, the like I said, the systemic racism and things like that, but it's going to take time. And I, and I do think people have to be patient. I mean, I was having discussion with family members um, that still don't really see, well, you know, why? No, racism isn't a, isn't a big deal. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, well, maybe just you're not aware of it, but you, you don't live that life. And so, you know, and because I, I was trying to share with them about I've been reading all sorts of people telling about their stories and they're perfectly you know normal um, human beings living in average you know they've got middle class incomes and yet they're still being treated like second class citizens so anyway sorry I didn't mean to go off on a tangent but, uh, <laughs> um, what other um, maybe advice would you have for uh, someone listening or, or watching this on YouTube about um, maybe even how to be how to be able to get involved in your organization or um, maybe you know interested in investing or or just getting involved in some sort of um, starting to make a change and to be able to have a positive impact on our world. What would be your uh, best advice for someone? Um, the, you know, the first thing really that I'd say is what, what impact do you want to make in the world? And do you have the willingness to kind of go inward to find that? Because I, I, I believe that just about every human being at some, you know, on some level wants to have positive impact and wants to be kind and wants to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, my encouragement is go in, inward and, find out, you know, what that is for you. Um, 
if it, you know, if it's around mindfulness, if it's around, you know, mental health or whatever, yeah, we have some companies for people to get involved with, but you know, if it's about music, then, you know, then take the risk and play it. Um, you know, take it up. If it's about art, you know, creating art, then, you know, then doing that. If it's about a start, you know, starting a business to help, um, you know, create some type of an impact, then, you know, then have the courage to do that. It, it's really, if we all really go inward to find out what is the impact that we want to make in the world, because mm -hmm. uh, for each person it's different, right. then, you know, then I think we'll find that we can co-create a, you know, a, a richer, more abundant, healthier world where there's more equality and people are happier because they're actually living to their purpose. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast uh, is I I was inspired to start writing a book and it, and it really is about helping I really want to be able to help people to, you know, live more fully, to be able to engage with each other um, in a better way and to, and to appreciate each other's uniqueness. And, and so that's, that's my goal. Um, anyway, if um, someone wants to be able to find out more about your organization or find out more about you, what is the best way for people to be able to do that? Uh, so th there's a couple different ways. So, um, the bridge builders collaborative website is called bbcollaborative.com. Okay. I do that work through, um, a, through a company that my wife and I started called the shifted Institute, which is shifted.com. We're about igniting, uh, igniting consciousness, inspiring human potential and creating paradigm shifts. So that's mm -hmm. one way I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, and I also do a medium blog where I kind of talk about some of the topics, uh, and uh, you know, around mental health, consciousness, spirituality, and and feature things that uh, are going on, sort of in that world. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us today and to uh, share some information about uh, Bridge Builders because I do think that's uh, an excellent organization and and some also good reminders about how we can the importance of focusing in on. Um, looking within and figuring out what is it that we want to do to that will not only make us happy, but hopefully have a um, help others <laughs> along that same line. So um, thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate it. Gloria, thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for the work you do. Oh, thank you. And as always, everyone, until next time, um, I hope you will make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and in the meantime, be sure that you are spending time on being able to live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. One more thing before you go. As a valued listener of the Live, Love, Engage podcast, I want to help you shine your light in the world, not only while you're listening to the show, but all day, every day of the week. That's why I created the Live, Love, Engage Spiritual Awakening Community on Facebook. It's a place for you to gather with other business professionals and entrepreneurs who are committed to living the life of their dreams. If you want to be a part of this community and receive free trainings from me, go to liveloveengage.com and request to join. That's L-I-V-E-L-O-V-E-E-N-G-A-G-E.com.
COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.